I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday, at least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Today I'm happy to welcome into the show Anna Hickey of our 247 Sports Clemson site. Anna does a great job of covering both Clemson football recruiting and Clemson football. And, of course, Clemson and Ohio State have been big rivals on the recruiting front. And then this past season, the two played each other in college, in the college football playoffs. Um, so I thought it would be a great time to have Anna on the show. And Anna and I are going to talk both about Clemson, Ohio State recruiting and Clemson, Ohio State football and on the field. So, Anna, uh, welcome to the show. And let, let's start with Ohio State, Clemson, and the Fiesta Bowl. I uh, I know you mentioned to me after that game that the Clemson players mentioned what a physical game that was and that uh, Ohio State was a very physical team to play. And I just want to go back uh, to the Fiesta Bowl and give me your thoughts on that and what you heard uh, from the Clemson players after that game. Yeah, so it wasn't just the players. I think Dabo was the first one that said it when we he kind of hopped on a conference call, a teleconference with the media um, to look ahead a little bit to LSU at that point. And one of the first things he said was, um, you know, I, I hope right now everybody is still in bed. And at that point it was like 1 p.m. Um, he's like, I think the coaches are still sore. I think that I know the players are still sore. That was one of the most physical games that we've ever been a part of. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence on that same call said um, it was the most sore he's ever felt a day after a game um, and kind of like, you know, hats off to Ohio State that what game was so tough. I mean, part of that, too, was how much he ran in that game. But I think, too, just um, I don't think it's any secret that Clemson was a level above its competition in ACC play and then against South Carolina and A&M um, during the regular season and then you get to play Big Ten, Ohio State, and it's just a totally different ball game. And that's, I mean, to me, that's objective. So um, I think it was kind of a, a shot in the shot in the mouth a little bit. Um, Clemson was obviously able to handle those punches and, and kind of deliver a couple of blows back. But, um, you know, I'd go as far as to say that definitely was more physical than LSU. LSU whipped Clemson too, whipped Clemson, but that was a that was different. It wasn't as physical as, as physical. I, I don't think so. It was more of obviously what LSU was able to do offensively and just the athletes that they had on the field. Um, so different, two different types of games. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if, if Clemson draws upon that Ohio State physicality um, and kind of during the regular season next year and, and kind of recalls that and says, hey, if we're not practicing uh, to our best ability during the week and if practices aren't harder than harder than playing Boston College on Saturday then you know we're going to be in for another rude awakening in the postseason um, and I think that goes to playing lots of good on good one-on-one maybe more press man in practice because we all know you know Ohio State's DB shut largely shut down Clemson's passing attack um, and it was because Clemson's receivers really hadn't seen that type of physical DB play all season and and let's let's stay on the field um, before we get to recruiting. You know, if, when I look at uh, the predictions for this coming season, and of course we all 
are certainly hoping there's going to be a season and being the eternal optimist, I think there will be one. Um, but let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead to this coming season and everything I see tends to have Clemson number one, Ohio State number two. Um, and, and I can certainly see why. Uh, I, I know it's a long time, you know, a long way out and all, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on Ohio State Clemson and a rematch possibly in the national title game this coming season? I mean, I don't know how you could discount it. Um, I don't know if I'd go ahead and predict that because I don't, I don't think I know enough about the other teams at this point. I don't, I don't even think I know enough about Clemson at this point. But um, you just look at what Ohio State has coming back. Obviously, they have fields, but that's a huge component. I think maybe running backs a little bit more murky because you lost Dobbins. But then you look at receiver and you got Olave and Wilson and they know more there. Plus a loaded freshman class. Um, some experience that defensive line, three starters, right on offensive line. Correct me if I'm wrong there. And then linebackers pretty loaded. Um, so and I think, too, it goes more than what is returning. It just goes to the coaching staff that Ohio State has. I mean, some of the best coaching in the country. you got leadership returning. Um, and then, obviously, like I said, that central piece, Justin Fields. So that's still kind of the Ohio State from an outsider point of view, what I'm seeing. And then Clemson, obviously, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, those are, those are huge boosts there. Um, they did lose four of the five offensive linemen. Um, so that, to me, is a huge question mark and maybe something we're not talking about enough. But especially if they suffer injuries at the position, they're just not deep at all, competitive-wise, competitive depth-wise. Um you know, I think losing both safeties, Tanner Muse and Kayvon Wallace, that's a point of emphasis for Clemson and was this spring until practices obviously stopped. Um, replacing Isaiah Simmons, you're not going to have a jack-of-all um, sort of player that you can just plug in and blitz one play and then drop in the deep safety, you know, as a deep safety the next play. So figuring out that nickel stand position and kind of the different skill sets you have there. Um but, yeah, no, I think just with the coaching and what the expectations of each program are, I mean, each program expects to go to the postseason at this point. They expect to compete for championships. And I know Ohio State's going to be super hungry this offseason after what happened um, losing to Clemson. So, I mean, there's going to be a chip on their shoulder, and I do believe in that human element that, you know, that motivation does mean something. So, um, yeah, I mean, Alabama, I guess, is in there. Georgia's in there. Um but would no not would not surprise me at all if we see Clemson Ohio State either in the semifinal or in the national championship. And with that, let's turn to Ohio State Clemson recruiting. Um, you know, obviously the lifeblood of any program, and and it's turned into a a very competitive situation um, on the recruiting front as well. Um, you know, the way I look at it, there are three guys in particular out there that that I, I think are, are Ohio State-Clemson battles uh, or, uh, or, or Clemson and Ohio State are two of the three main schools for the players. And let's start with wide receiver Emeka Ibuka, certainly a target of both schools. And, you know, in my mind, Ohio State, Clemson, and Washington are the three schools with Emeka. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? I know you've talked to Emeka and, and are in tune with that situation. What are your thoughts on, on the five-star wide receiver? I think uh, Clemson and Ohio State maybe are recruiting him a little bit differently right now. Clemson is definitely making him a priority, but they want to get him back on campus. He's only visited one time. 
Um, so their approach to me is getting him back on campus and then kind of seeing from there where things go. Um, they're really all in. I know we're getting ready to talk about him, Troy Stilato, right now. And so I don't even think it's a guarantee that they take four receivers this class. They already have two commits. And if they land Troy, that would be a third. So um, to me, and I think Emeka's decision timeline is a little bit more prolonged than Troy. So that's to me, is a little bit more of a wait-and-see approach. Um, obviously, he's a terrific player and one of the best in the country. So Clemson is going to be recruiting him hard. But – um, I guess I would say it's a little less urgency with him than there is with Troy. So um, we'll see if he gets back on campus. I know he was aiming to visit, I think, Ohio State and Clemson maybe on the same swing in April. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But um, I think in a recent interview with, with Huffman, 24-7 Sports, he said he's hoping to get to those two schools in June. So I think, you know, I don't know if we can necessarily predict how that one's going to turn out with full confidence because he still plans to visit both schools again. Um, and then I think at that point we'll have a little bit of a better idea coming out of those trips who has the edge and, and kind of what um, his thought process going forward. And then moving to Troy Stilato, you know, in that case, we do know it's down to Clemson and Ohio State. And, and, um, and I agree with you. I think his timetable is a little bit ahead of, of Emeka. Um, and, and Troy has been to both schools. In fact, he's been to Ohio State, I know, uh, multiple times. Uh, your, your feelings right now on Troy Stilato and the Clemson versus Ohio State battle? Yeah, if you like head-to-head recruiting battles, like this is for you. If you like the the marquee, the big-time recruiting battles, um, I think this is what we like. This is what we like to cover as recruiting junkies and as recruit fans of recruiting. Because um, Troy, I mean. He's obviously been to Ohio State more. I don't know how many times he's been to Ohio State, but they've offered him sooner. He's been on campus, what, what three, four times, five times? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been so on, Clemson, yeah. He's, Clemson, he's only been twice. Um, the first time was for the Wake Forest game last fall, and then more recently in March for Junior Day with his dad. Um, and I think that March visit really helped a lot because that, that game day visit, um, obviously, you don't get to do as much during the game week. So this March visit really allowed him and his dad to kind of sit down with the staff, sit down with the academics, sit down to kind of see more of campus, meet more of the players, see more of the day-to-day and kind of what the overall vibe is at Clemson. Um, and then I think his relationship with Dabo Sweeney is really strong. I think he really resonates with, with Dabo. So you kind of got that, and then you're you're contrasting that with the longer relationship that he's had with Ohio State super tight relationship with Brian Hartline, who has been there since the beginning and that continuity that he has. And obviously he doesn't have that with Clemson positionally coach-wise because Jeff Scott left um, and kind of Tyler Grisham, the first-year receiver coach there. He's been there. He was there as an analyst. But being there as an analyst is different than being there as a, as a, as a um, coach and having to kind of get your hands dirty with recruiting. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that affects it. Um you know, I know he wants to get back to Ohio State and maybe even Clemson before a decision this summer. Um, I don't have a crystal ball in right now. Um, I, I, I'm really not sure. I think I think he could legitimately land up at either, land at either place. Um, to me, it's hard to bet against Dabo Sweeney, but it's also hard for me to bet against Brian Hartline and what Ohio State is doing on the recruiting chill right now, especially at the wide receiver position. So, um, I think you can make arguments for, for both places right now. Um, and in the end, I think it's just going to be kind of what what Troy prioritizes and what resonates with him the most. 
And I agree. I think that uh, Ohio State has the advantage in Brian Hartline. Just you know, he he, uh, in my opinion, has the best relationship with Troy Stellato uh, of any of any of the assistants recruiting Stellato. And I think that's much in Ohio State's favor, along with as you mentioned the familiarity with Ohio State. He's been there more. You know, uh, do those things win out over the things you've mentioned for Clemson? And, you know, who knows? I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm not ready to make a crystal ball pick on either school right now. I just think it's it's just too close to call at this point. Um, moving to the third player I wanted to mention is a player I really love. I think that the, he's going to be a great player at the next level, that being Barrett Carter from Georgia. Uh, outside linebacker, High State's actually recruiting him as a bullet outside linebacker along the lines of Pete Warner. Um, uh, Bear Carter uh, continues to tell me that he is very legitimately interested in Ohio State um, and that the Buckeyes are a real contender. But if you look at his schools, you know they're all Southern schools, and except for Ohio State, that, that uh, are his top choices. And you know I think right now. If I were going to name a leader, I would name either Clemson or Georgia as his leader, um, but I am not discounting Ohio State as possibly somehow pulling that one out. But what are your thoughts right now on Barrett Carter? I think Barrett is keeping things close to the vest. He and his family um, kind of telling all schools they have a shot, telling reporters every school has a shot. Um, and I think part of that may be to kind of disguise I think a lot of people maybe pegged him as an early Georgia lean. Um, I know I did, and I still think he's a Georgia lean. But, you know, I think he wants to give every school recruiting him a fair shot. He wants to get places multiple times and kind of see what's out there and see what each school's pitch is before dwindling things down. Um, and really, you know, he, he's going to enjoy the recruiting process, and he's going to go through it and figure out his options. And I don't think he's, he's ready to kind of pencil himself in as a Georgia commit. Um, I think that's premature. But, I do think it'll be hard for schools to beat Georgia just as the, the in-state power there. Um, that, to me, is where the best odds are. Clemson, I know, is, is kind of selling him on coming in and being that Isaiah Simmons um, and doing a lot of the things that Isaiah did and, and on this most recent visit in the spring. And, again, that's where Clemson kind of had a, a leg up on some of these guys that they did have two big junior days, one in January and one in March. So, you know, some of these visits that these guys have taken um, – the Clemson are pretty, still pretty fresh in their mind despite this lull that's going on right now. So, you know, I think Clemson getting him back on campus, and, and, and at the same time they got his teammate back on campus, which is Jordan Hancock. Um, I know Ohio State fans know him because they recruited him before um, kind of he pulled the trigger for Clemson. Now, do I think they're a package deal? Do I think he's going to commit to Clemson just because Jordan? No, I don't. But, you know, it, it, can't, it can't hurt because I know they're friends. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of – the path that his recruitment takes. Um, I know in the past he's kind of said that he could be ready to commit to spring, but now with the, the visits being suspended, I mean, I would think that summer would be the earliest that he commits and maybe he even takes it into the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do think while schools stand a chance, I think it would be an upset at this point. Not an impossible one, but definitely an upset if anyone but Georgia won out. And let's, let's finish up with um, uh, the rankings. Uh, right now, Ohio State is number one, has the number one class in the country in the 247 Sports composite team recruiting rankings. 
Clemson's number two. And Ohio State started to distance themselves a bit. You know, they've they've had the flurry of of five commitments, and uh, it's gone from right now what was a close battle uh, to a decent-sized lead for the Buckeyes. And, you know, when I look at things, um, you know, I see Ohio State still in on a lot of high four-star and five-star guys, and and they are on pace to have an all-time record class. Um, will that happen? You know, we don't know for sure, but it, it is possible. Uh, Clemson is in on a lot of guys uh, still um, that they have a legitimate chance to land. And, you know, they're a hot brand as well right now. Um, as you kind of crystal ball look ahead, um, do you think Clemson can catch Ohio State and finish number one? And uh, what do they have to do uh, to get to uh, that number one ranking, um, uh, who do they have to land, and, and who do you think maybe they do land? So I don't think that it's really uh, – I, I don't know. The way Clemson recruits, they don't they don't take full classes. They rarely take full classes. So this year they're probably – they're going to take less than 20. So just look from a numbers point of – it's going to be pretty much impossible for them to finish number one in the class if you're only taking 18, 19 kids, and they're already at 10 right now. Um, so I'm looking at the average. Right now they're averaging 95.59 per recruit, um, which is slightly higher actually than Ohio State at 95.34. Um, both of those teams are by and far um, the the highest in the country right now. Texas is at 94.15. And then I think most other teams, um, Georgia's at 94.38. So, but then other than that, you know, the teams in the top, the top 10 right now, um, are hovering around that that 93 and then lower 90 um, all the way to the lower 90 range. So um, it's just still so early for me to kind of look that far ahead and think, you know, project who's going to finish one, who's going to finish two, that sort of thing. But I do think that Ohio State right now with the lead that they've built, um, they're looking at being the odds-on favorite to finish the cycle number one, like you said, especially because of the guys that um, not only the guys that they have, but the guys that they're still looking at. Now I'm just looking at their commitment list and kind of wild. The number, like the twelfth highest ranked commit right now for them, um, which would be Andre. He's got like a mid four star rating, which is wild. Like there's that means there's a, like eleven guys higher than him with a rating that's better than that. I mean that I mean that is just recruiting at an insanely high level. So to me I think it'll be hard for anybody to catch up with Ohio State um with in terms of the overall recruiting rankings and maybe even with the average rankings. I mean I don't know who else Clemson's gonna add necessarily. I know at quarterback they're in they're in they want Caleb Williams. I think that's gonna be a tough pull running back. They still want Will Shipley and I do think they ultimately land him receiver we talked about that they you know they obviously like troy and emeka um and then tight end they're done offensive line they're still hoping to add a couple of more elite offensive tackles and their top guys there would be nolan rucci tristan lee whom ohio state is familiar with and then um amarius mims and then defensively um along the line they've already gotten two guys they're looking for maybe one to two more and peyton page would be the name to know right there right now um, linebacker, obviously Barrett Carter, and the board beyond that is pretty wide open. Um, they've got Jeremiah Trotter already, and maybe they only take one more. Um, and then, and then secondary, that's also more wide open. Um, 
has gotten one cornerback commitment in Hancock, and then I think they'll probably take two to three more DBs. So maybe the DBs are kind of the tipping point. Um, Clemson's in it with some high-profile guys like Tony Grimes and Jaquincy McKinstry, but those are going to be really tough pools. So um, before it's, when it's all said and done, I, to answer your question in a roundabout way, I don't see Clemson jumping Ohio State. I don't see necessarily anybody jumping Ohio State this cycle. And, um, you know, to me it'll be more of who's fighting for that second-place finish. Yeah, I, um, the way I look at it is that if, if Ohio State uh, signs a class of 24 or 25, they're going to finish number one. I just don't see them missing out on enough guys uh, that if they end up signing 24 or 25, that anybody's going to pass them. Um, uh, that's kind of how I break it down. But uh, as we've talked about, there's a long way to go yet. And Ohio State's at 15 commitments, Clemson's at 10, and, uh, you know, uh, someone like Alabama, I believe, is at one. So there is a long, long way to go, but certainly the Buckeyes are in great shape and uh, for the number one class. Uh, Anna, is great intel and insight on your part, uh, as always, and it's great to have you on the show today and really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Bill. I really appreciate it.